know the vibes. Another mm. night in the NBA. Another night of playing action. And you're listening to the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K22. You're rocking with Mo Mootsy alongside, real name, no gimmicks, Mr. BJ Armstrong. Mm. It's been an interesting night around the NBA, BJ. We Very interesting. Playing matchups tonight. The games that Mo. went on were to decide who would take the place in the next round of the play-in to fight it out for the eighth seed. We saw one game in the East, one game in the West. BJ, where do you want to start? Mo, I'm, 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 I, I just want to say this to the listeners. I'm already turned today. I'm already <laughs> on 11. So Mo, I need you to turn me down. You know, <laughs> they say cooler hands will prevail. Mo, I need you to calm me down. So let's start out, let's start out in the East. You know, let's start out in the East. Well, if you talk about that Atlanta cool heads, game a little bit, calm heads. The Atlanta yeah. Hawks were very calm, very cool, very collected because they made light work of the Charlotte Hornets, one thirty-two to one hundred three. Atlanta turned up their defense, and Charlotte didn't play any defense throughout the entirety of the game. Trey Young did his thing. Bogdanovich, Gallinari, Quick Pella, Kevin Herter. Everyone was doing whatever they wanted. The Atlanta Hawks comfortably strolled into the next round of the play-in tournament. Big, big issues now for the Charlotte Hornets. Now, we're going to talk about that more in detail in the offseason, but Miles Bridges came out with reports that he wants a max contract. And in the final game of the season today, he did not put up a max contract performance. I'm just looking at it here. Miles Bridges <laughs> had 12 points, 5 11 from the field, 0 from 4 from downtown, minus Mo. 30. And then Mo, he got you, ejected from the game and threw you're his pushing me, Mo. <laughs> Mo, you're pushing me, Mo. Mo, you stop it, Mo. Stop it, Mo. Mo. I, I got to give credit to him. I got to give credit to him. He has apologized to the girl he hit in the face with a mouthpiece by accident. He didn't throw it at her on purpose. We've got to make that clear. He was just frustrated. He threw his mouthpiece into the crowd and hit someone. He's apologized. That was a bad performance, but not just from him. We can't put all the blame on him. We've got to put the blame on the entire team because I wasn't impressed with anyone's performance. We were spending the last episode on Monday gassing up Terry Rozier right. and his ability to come up in big games. Him and Lamelo started the game horridly. In the first half, <laughs> Atlanta blew the game open. You know, the the, the big men, or, or big men in very comments for Charlotte, offered no resistance. But we can talk about the Charlotte Hornets at another time. We've got to talk about the Atlanta Hawks because they're going to be moving on to play against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, BJ Armstrong, do you think it will be the Atlanta Hawks advancing into the playoffs as the eighth seed, or will Oof. it be the Cleveland Cavaliers being able to shut them down? <sighs> okay, um, I'm calm now. I took a deep breath. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Atlanta Hawks in this game. I'm picking the Atlanta Hawks. I'm just, I'm just going with the Hawks. I have no rhyme. I have no reason. I mean, when you're watching these games now, I mean, anything, anything can happen, right, Mo? Anything can happen. Yes. And, and I'm going to pick the Hawks for this very reason. I just think the Hawks have better shot-making capabilities than the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. I mean, I was really disappointed in Cleveland with the way they performed. Like, I just really thought they would give a better performance I versus mean, the Brooklyn Nets. I, I, You know, and I, I don't want to regress here, 
I was just disappointed. You know, like I was like, there's a way to lose. I just didn't like they were they were giving uncontested layups in a in a play in situation. Yeah, they were just doing things that were unacceptable. And you know, it was just they still managed to get it, the game to within six points against Brooklyn. So that's what I'm saying. If they would have played like just all right, they it, didn't it, have to play. Man, good. My, my thing is, is Karis LeVert came out and could hit a damn shot in the first half of that game. They would have yeah, won that game. Just, one like, from nine with like three turnovers. It was horrible. But the Hawks, though, the Hawks last night, their defense really impressed me. You see their defense that they yes, played? Yeah, I know they were playing the Hornets, but, they were, well, but for a team that struggled heavily defensively and without John Collins last night, their defense did very well. I'm, I'm going to go with the Hawks. Mm. I think the Hawks experience. You know, it, you know what Cleveland looked like to me? And maybe it's just one game. Because I like, I've liked Cleveland all year. They look like an inexperienced team. Yeah, without Jared Allen in the middle, they do not look like yeah, the it was like all season. Like the last 20 look, games yeah. from them since he went down, yeah, it was just inevitable and it's a matter of time. I'm expecting, I think the onus is on the Atlanta Hawks here to win to this win. playing game. Like, I'm expecting them to win this playing game. Yeah, because so I, 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 that's what exactly. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm just. I was a little down after watching them perform in, in, in that game versus Brooklyn, though. Well, you know, it's, it's been a hard couple of days because, you know, both last night and the night before, the Eastern Conference game has been pretty dull. And then the Western Conference game has been very exciting. I have a confession. Right. I have a confession to, sh- to share with you. Um, okay. The, the Hawks and the Hornets game this evening. I managed to get a five-minute nap in at some point in the third or fourth quarter. Because it was like Bravo. a 30-point game. And I thought, you know Bravo. what? Let me get a little nap. Um, we get a little nap before this game ends. The next one starts. Made my breakfast because it's Ramadan. I'm fasting. So I had right. to make my breakfast nice and early. I made a beautiful lasagna. Beautiful right. lasagna with some pasta. Bravo. Bravo. Some, some mints. Bravo. And then, you know, some sprinkle some herbs on top. And then speaking of herbs, I watched a defensive masterclass from Herb Jones and the New Orleans Pelicans. See, the Segway game is on a whole nother level right now. See, the Segway game is on a whole nother level. But we talk about that game out in the West. This kid, Herb Jones, is for real. Rookie. He could be on the all-defensive yeah. team this year. Um, he might be on the all-NBA defensive yeah, yeah, team yeah. this year. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. He was locking guys up. And listen, I want to give credit to the San Antonio Spurs. They weren't meant to be in the plane. They were meant to be at the bottom of the lottery getting good traffic. But right. Devin Vassell, major shot maker. He hit, what, seven threes? Tough, contested right. threes as well. You know, um, DeJounte Murray didn't have the easiest, you know, start to the game. Um, he, he he got a bit of foul trouble. Keldon Johnson couldn't really get settled until the second half, and by then it was too little, too late. But the Pelicans, man, I enjoyed watching the Pelicans very much. CJ McCollum put on a masterclass in the first half. Brandon Ingram did what he did. Jonas Valanciunas, another double-double. He's just the most consistent guy. But this kid, Herb Jones, pair him with this Alvarado as well, causing disruption at that guard spot. Man, I really like this Pelicans team. Yeah, you know what? I have to say this. Because I've been critical of the Pelicans. When I say critical, I've just been disappointed the way things have been handled, in particular with Zion. Oh, we'll talk about him in a second. And, it's, and it seemed like things were going 
downhill. It seemed like they were on a free fall. And, you know, I'm going back to Stan Van Gundy because that's when it was like, it just seemed like it was going from bad to worse to like, yeah. okay. Okay. That's what it looked like. And then Zion kind of gives them some hope. You know, they do the trade and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Okay. We don't need to rehash it. And all of a sudden they make a hire, you know, they hire Willie green and you're like, what up though? Yeah. What up though? I, I, I love Willie. And, but he was coming into a very difficult situation to oh, yeah. say the least. Yeah. To say the least, Mo. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Things at the beginning of the season look like, ah. and suddenly Mo, you know, they'll win a game and you'll be like, all right, you know, maybe the, maybe the other team just took a night off. <laughs> then you start watching Brandon Ming. Bi, okay, you, you're seeing him. Bi is the real deal. Okay, uh-huh. he's a superstar. Uh huh. Okay, and I've been but impressed with, tell his, you something. with his playmaking as well. You know what yes, I'm Bi is like you're you're seeing him. You you know what it reminds me of Mo, when I'm watching him now. You you hear players talk about it. The game slows down. Yep. He looks like the game has like slowed down for him right now, where he's just picking and choosing wh- where he wants to get on the court, where he wants his shots from. He accepts a double. He's doing things now like. And he's only 24 run. as well, because he's been in That's the league for saying. a hot minute now, 24 years yeah. old. And Mo, he, he looks. But the, you know what's really impressed me? You know, they, they, you know, before the season, you know, Jokic and these guys, they plan. But Valentunas. Has my attention. I, I told you all of last season. Remember, I was telling you the whole of last season. Yeah, you, you did. The most underrated but JD has my attention. In the NBA. Yes. And I like the way they utilize the big man. They don't worry about what he can't do. Mm. They like, this is what he can do, and we're going to figure it out. And I, re- you know what? You know the game he figured it out for me? He had, remember that game? I, it was in LA. I think it was against the Lakers where he had like, I don't know, 10 threes or something. I don't know what he was doing. He was. <laughs> He just had an incredible game. Well, everyone figures out early in the, the Lakers this year. Yeah, but he really got. But but I want to say this real quick. Yeah, that trade they made with CJ McCullough mm-hmm. has been one of the most underrated trades at the trade deadline. That was an incredible, incredible trade. Incredible. Should I, should I tell you the most underrated part of this? Yes. And you're going to love this because you're a Utah theory. A long-time listeners will know your Utah theory. But the part of the trade that I love the most is they've moved CJ from being a two to a one. To a one He's yes. a starting point guard. They start with CJ. They start with Herb Jones, then Brandon at the three, and then Jackson Hayes, moving him from a backup five to a starting five, five four, to a four because JV gives them the flexibility to stretch the floor. They put JV in a lot of actions as well at the top of the floor, running dribble handoffs, and you can have Jackson in that dunk spot ready to catch the lobs with his supreme athleticism. So moving Jackson Hayes into that four spot and then having JV at the five and then finding these guys one to scout, and not, not one to it, it, Alvarado. It's, it's, it's been a great coaching job. I mean, it's been amazing. this has been a great, it's coaching job and and that's yeah. without number one Devonte graham living up to what people yes. expect him to but number two yep. zion williamson now well he's got to be number one you don't just take an all-star caliber player out of the lineup well i mean he was listed to be out for the season though 
he wasn't expected to play this season, whereas Devontae was. That's you know. Um, but but Zion Williamson was dunking before the game, 360 windmills, all sorts of stuff. Oh, uh, I saw that. Stephen A. Smith hopped on ESPN at halftime in the first game and he said he was disgusted. He said it was disgusting to see because he wants to see him in action, not throwing down dunks and warm up. Now, Stephen A is Stephen A. I'm not going to comment on what he said. One thing that worries me, okay, is if you go watch that video of the dunk, watch the first three or four steps Zion takes after that dunk. It didn't look good to me. I was concerned. As someone who suffered a lot of knee injuries and foot injuries and ankle injuries in my time, it wasn't like he was before. So, you know, when they talk about Zion might be returning for the playoffs, I don't think so. I think they're going to have to wait until next season and get him properly healthy. That's just my take on it. But looking at next season, because they're going to come in, if, if they beat the Clippers, we'll talk about if they can beat the Clippers in a sec. If they can beat the Clippers, they'll get the eight seed. Phoenix Suns probably going to sweep them, winning four, winning five. So I'm looking at next season for the Pelicans. Adding Zion Williamson into this lineup, I think they can get up to the fourth, fifth in the West. CJ, her B.I. Zion JV. I don't think anyone wants to mess with that five. What do you think? You're talking about New Orleans, right? Is that what yeah. we're talking about? Yeah. That's it. You know, I like this New Orleans team. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I like this team. I think they're well coached. I'm really excited to see this eight nine game. I'm I'm kind of you know what I'm so excited you know why I'm so excited I'm so excited Mo I may even go to that game oh now Mo I may even go to this game because you're going to see some terrific coaching you're going to see both of these coaches exploit whatever matchup you're going to see some excellent players veteran players right CJ McCullough is he's He's been in the playoffs. Brandon Ingram is, you know, he's ascending to an, uh, another level. He's taking his game. Now you got your man, you know, what, playoff P? Play in P because he's not in the playoffs, yeah. Okay. <laughs> then you have your man Reggie, you know, Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Jackson is, a.k.a. Bobby Schmurder. Yeah, you know. So you have a lot of players out here. And uh, now my favorite part, the battle of the European big men. JV, okay. Ivisa Zubak, underrated battle because whoever controls that I, ball, I, I, whoever I, controls I, the glass for me is game. winning this. I'm I'm looking at, well, I'm going to say this. I don't know which one of these stars are going to show up. But whoever can exploit the matchup first will win this game. Okay? Whoever, because you, you, you know, that kid Herb Jones now, he has my attention. I think Herb Jones is talented enough to not stop. He, he's going to go at Paul George. But he's talented, but he can contain him. I think he can, I think he can take away something where you say, we don't have to double team. You know what I mean, Mo? No, no. They will not double team Paul George. They're going to live with Brandon Ingram, him. though, however, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram, however, I think will command a double team. And if CJ gets hot like he did in the first half today, it's curtains. And if JV establishes on the low block that he has an advantage or the big kid for the Clippers, Zubak, uh, Zubak gets in foul trouble, mm. I think 
I think the Pelicans can go ahead and and win this thing. Uh, this is mm. this is not an easy game for either team. But Brandon Ingram like to me, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like <laughs> New Orleans. Now, yeah. if Kawhi Leonard was playing, no, well, I, 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 I'm not having this discussion. But well, with this group, I think uh, I'm going. I think I'm going to go with New Orleans. I, I think I it's fair. I, I think it's fair. They're missing Zion. They're missing Kawhi. They're both missing their best player. I think it's a fair matchup. You know, we got Norman Powell, who we haven't talked about. Norman Powell and CJ, I think they'll go head-to-head. PG, Brandon Ingram, they got to put up buckets to cancel each other out. But I like the X-Factor on the defense because, like, like, if you look at the de- defenders on the Clippers, who are you going to throw at Brandon Ingram? Paul George is going to have to guard Brandon Ingram because he's your best wing defender. Or are you going to put Morris on him? Now, Morris is a lot more physical, but the way Brandon's been cooking, I don't know if I'll be worried about it. Are you going to put Batum on him? I'm not too worried about that. So I like it. The only reason I would sway towards the Clippers is number one, they're at home. Number two, whatever Ty Lue cooks up, you know, he's been watching this game. He's great at making those adjustments. You saw what he did to Carl Anthony Towns. I want to see what he does to the New Orleans Pelicans. It's going to be a chess match. It's going to be a one-off chess match. Not a seven-game series. It's a one. It's win to get in. You plan to keep your season alive. Are you officially going with the Pelicans then with your prediction? I'm going with the Pe- I'm going with the Pelicans. I feel can I send a shout out to a guy who's quickly becoming one of my favorite players, Jose. Yes, Alvarado. Alvarado. He, oh no, yes. Yeah, he, he you know what? He just brings it. Grand I, I, Theft he, Alvarado. He, is that what they call him? The gray, yeah, you know what? GTA. He, you know what? He he is becoming one of my favorites. He's becoming one of my favorites. Uh-huh. And I, I got to give him credit. I, I got. I have to give him credit. <laughs> he is a fun. He's a fun player to watch. <laughs> he, he's really fun. Man, he really just goes and gets it. He's hungry. He's really right. just hungry, and he reminds me of someone that we didn't speak about yesterday. I'm gonna speak on it. I don't know if you want to, Patrick Beverly, and his because yeah. because we re- we recorded immediately after the final buzzer. So while all that celebration was going on, we were recording, so we didn't get a chance to see it. Because we were recording. Then I hopped on the timeline afterwards and I saw everyone clowning Pat Bev for celebrating. Now I'm going to tell you this. Not every franchise in the NBA, not every city in the NBA is used to winning championships. In Minnesota, I feel like a lot of people have erased Jimmy Butler from their memory. So in Minnesota, it's been 17 long years and they've made the playoffs now, what, twice? That really yeah. means something to that city. Pat Bev, if you actually go and look at his journey throughout his career, was he meant to be in the NBA? He took a long journey to get to the NBA. He wasn't a number one draft pick put in here. He's never missed a playoffs in his career, he said. So it means a lot to him. I respect it. I'm not going to clown him. I'm not going to make jokes about it. I respect it. If you want to celebrate, you celebrate your wins. We celebrate life every day over here. We're all about the positive energies. That's just my take on it. I right. just wanted to say that for the people because I've seen a lot of jokes and, you know, I've seen, oh, they're, they're acting like they won a championship. Well, for the city of Minnesota, this is pretty close to a damn championship, just making it to the playoffs. Let people enjoy things. Let people be happy. We've spoken about this on the show before. For some franchises, making it to the playoffs is a successful season. We, not everyone can win the title every season. So, yo, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the Timberwolves. I'm happy for Pat Bev. Anthony Edwards, do I think that they're going to go further? I don't know. I don't think so. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to give them a little shout. 
while we're still here because you know I've seen a lot of people talking and and the memes are funny. The memes are funny. I you know I like memes. I make jokes about everything, but attacking a man's character because if he's celebrating something, that don't sit right with me. I, I just wanted to say that. Well, you know, I, I want to say this without. I don't I don't want to get into a rant. And I said when I started in this business, I wasn't going to rant. You know, uh, you and I have talked off the area. I've gotten it off my chest what yeah, I want to say. We talked However, for a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, it was more than a minute. But I will say this. And I want to say this on there because I want to be responsible to, to people's time and taking the time to listen to even to this one minute thing I'm about to say. You know, when you are a professional athlete or you're an athlete or whatever it is you do in life, I celebrate those people, men, women, young adults who care. When you find something that you care and you love, you treat it a little different. You can say whatever you want to about Pat Beverly or whatever, whether you like him or you don't like him the way he plays as a player. I just happen to know him. He's a great kid. He lays his heart out on that line every single time he's on that floor. And when you, when something means something to you, Mo, whatever it is, I don't care what it is, mm. you, 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 you take care of it a little different. The game of basketball means something to Patrick Beverly. Yeah, we know it's a business, Mo. We know it's his job and we know, you know, it's, you know, you, you, you get paid to do it. And, you know, you, you see guys lose a game tonight and, and guys will just walk off. Like you don't know what they're thinking. Mm. You see guys missing games and, oh, man, what's load managing? Do they care? Guys come out before the game and you see all these guys get on television and, oh, why are they hugging each other? It, it, it wasn't like it was in the old days. <laughs> Mo, I just want to say this. When you care about something, Mo, like he cares, I, I applaud it. That's facts. Because he, 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 he is showing you it's okay to love something mm-hmm. and cherish it. And, and what, however you, you choose to express yourself, I respect it because there's one thing I know he does. He respects that game because you don't compete and prepare for a game like that unless it means something to you. Mm-hmm. It's more to him than just I'm going to get paid or it's more to him than just this is just what I do. No, this is what he is. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly, he loves it. And everybody who's coached him, everyone who's played with them, and I've talked to many a player who's played against him. Mm-hmm. They respect him because he 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 brings his energy. Now to. he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys, Mo, where you say you love him when he's on your team, but you can't stand him when you play against him. Yep. And that's all I want to say about it, Mo. I just yeah. want to say here, Pat Bev, because I know you listen to everything. You got our ultimate respect. You keep doing you, my brother, because you know what you did is okay with me any day, every day, and you can do it twice on Sundays. Mm. And we got you here. 
We we got you here. You know the vibes. So you know the vibes, Pat Bev, man. That was beautiful, and that's what the game is all about. You compete, you respect it, and you lay it out there. So when he does finally retire, he's not gonna be one of them guys saying coulda, shoulda, woulda. He laid it out when he was playing because we all have a minimum or a limited amount of time to play. So I went over my minute. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, it's all good, man. I just, you know, I think it's- I I was upset about, I was upset about that because that's love, Mo. It's all love. And I think more people should do it. Even if you ain't an NBA player, more people should celebrate their achievements, man. Like you should gas up your friends. When you see your friends and your people doing some dope stuff, you should gas them up. You should celebrate life is short, bro. Life is really short. I think we need to elevate each other, gas each other up. You know what I'm saying? You see someone out here winning, gas them up. Say, I see you, my brother. Keep winning because it's important. It's important. We need you know to say what? it because Mo, life is short and I, we always wait till it's too late to say these things. Everyone waits if till I, it's too late. If I was younger, Mo, I would jump up on my desk right now. <laughs> if I wasn't so heavy, I would jump up on my desk right now. I can't be buying a new desk right now. You know now, what, though. Mo? I might send you a selfie tonight <laughs> and let you post it of me standing on my desk. You know what, Mo? <laughs> because you know what, Mo? I, I feel so fortunate, Mo, that I found something that I love. I understood what he was doing. Mm. And you know what, Mo? I wish I would have. You know, Mo, can I say something here and share something with you? Of course. You know, Mo, when I when I won a championship, I didn't know really what to do. Mm. I didn't know if I should, you know, I didn't know how to celebrate. I didn't know, like, do yeah. I take the champagne like I've seen? Do I... Be cool. It's a lot to process I... in the moment. Yeah, you you know you it's like a lot to take in. You, you know what, Mo? But it's just one thing I wish I would have. It, there's there's only like a few things I wish I would have done different. Like, but one of the things I really wish I would have done, Mo, was taking the time when I did play to enjoy it. I feel that. I really wish I would have taken the time, Mo to have enjoyed the whole journey. Because you know what, Mo? I was so busy trying to always do my best and not get sidetracked with, I wish I would have just taken the time to maybe just, just look at it. Like, I, I wish it. I would have taken the time when I won, Mo, just to like, instead of trying to figure out how I, was, how I thought I was supposed to act in that moment, I wish I would have just taken the time to just like soak it soak it all in mm, and you. you know what to watch Pevlet, Patrick Beverly have that moment it just reminded me that's the first thing that came to me I was like man I wish I would have did what I really wanted to do like if I was just <laughs> with my with my boys yeah I feel you, know you. What I mean? you know what I'm saying you know how you are oh you remember that feeling when you were were, were a kid and you actually achieved something with your guys yeah and and you just you just was acting silly. You wilding crazy. out. No, you wilding out, man. Well, I, me and my boys. And you know what, Mo? Like I'm 54, and I still talk to some of my guys that we played when we were like 10, 11. Yeah. And, they, and we always go back, man. Remember that time when we won our first, and it was we was going crazy in the car, and we was eating like, you know, you know, fast food and going crazy. Yeah. And, do, and yeah. Mo, like I, 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 Patrick Beverly. 
showed me that innocent that innocence that I had and I and I it made me smile like it made me smile and the funny thing about it Mo was I was watching the game with my son mm. and he was like dad why come you so fired up I was like because he's having a moment like like that's a moment that's a moment right yeah there, that yeah you see someone because you know you, you can't fake that you know and it's just it just happened you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and you know what? And I, I just celebrate that because you, that's why you play. You want to have those moments that are so authentic and so pure and they mean something to you. It may not mean anything to you. You may like, you may want to sit at home and be like, why is this guy so excited? You just want to play in game. What's the big deal? No, it's not well, just well, a play in well, game. Some teams didn't even get to the playing game. Yeah. Certain teams couldn't even make it there. I don't like this. <laughs> anyway, anyway, exactly. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna celebrate by jumping on my table when we reach number one in the podcast charts. Until <laughs> then, I'm gonna need everyone at home to subscribe, share the love, leave some reviews. Thank you to everyone who leaves a review on the show, leaves a rating of five star on Spotify. We appreciate each and every one of you. Appreciate all of you who share the show on your social media. We see all of it. We appreciate the love so much. We share the love right back to you guys. So thank you guys for tuning in. It's been another episode. We're gonna be back. BJ's about to get on his table, start celebrating. Table. Be I'm getting on my table. You know what, man? Be careful, the OG. Be careful, Mo, the OG. <laughs> I got a good. Hey, Mo, I got to give you an ice bag. You know what I mean? Mo, Mo. <laughs> I'm going to wrap up this show before BJ ends himself. Uh, so, Mo, I'm getting on the ice. I'm, Mo, I got to get on the table, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Until then, make sure you celebrate your wins and celebrate your people because we're going to be doing that right here. And most importantly, get buckets.